I just realized that our our primary uh, editors are mm. not with us today. <laughs> Dope. It's probably why Colson didn't bring his laptop. No, that's right. Yeah, slacker. I think you could do it on an iPad. They have, or they have internet in Maui. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yes, yes, we will. I like on this Hoops Rumors page that uh, there is no link to Amon Thompson or Asori. I saw it. They're an elite player. I guess they're not part of the uh, the traditional. They don't have a basketball reference page, basically. Yeah. That's what that means. <laughs> they will yeah, soon, though. I suppose. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought it was just in just overall like very interesting that there's just there's starting to just be a change in the where people are coming from, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got this this private academy, the G League Ignite, uh, you know Metropolitans ninety two. I think it's cool. The New Zealand Breakers. Partizan Belgrade. Mm. Barcelona. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Barcelona. How excited are you that Messi's uh, going to play in the States? Are you moving to Miami? I'm not moving to Miami, but I I am excited about that. It's super cool. You know, I I'm I'm excited that he's doing it. You know, or this and 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 he's advanced in his career. I get that, but I mean, he's still at the top of his game. You know, so I think it's great that he's he's doing it now. You know, before he's uh, you know a sideshow. You know, he's sure. still he's still. Uh, gonna play some some good ball so yeah man i'm excited about this he'll he'll only walk for 80 minutes of the game instead of 85 <laughs> yeah i kid i kid mm. the thing is you know if you if you uh walk to the right place i mean key. yeah <laughs> the, like the game we played today the the opposing team only really had a couple a couple good chances, but they buried the first one and you know, the game was one one for you know, probably seventy minutes or something. Yeah. And you know they weren't doing much, but it's gotta be efficient. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears. Stuff. Just prepare to.
yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbelievable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is June 25th, 2023, and this is episode 656. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss the draft, and uh, probably gets you a stat of the week. Joining me... Is just one of our analysts, still coast to coast, like buttered toast. From the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatable? Uh, shout out to those absent. Uh, Colson is living the high life uh, in uh, the Hawaiian Islands, and Harper is uh, you know living the high life uh, literally in a mountain somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out oh, to you please. guys. We miss you. Yeah. Uh, I know you have lots of thoughts, and we will try to do our best to uh, convey those things. Yeah, absolutely. So, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. So yeah, the draft the the draft happened uh, this past uh, was it Thursday? Yep. We uh, we got to watch the draft. It was fun. It was uh you know as as it has been recently. There's there's you know shenan- trade shenanigans and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, coming from the top, I think you know in a surprise to zero people, the San Antonio Spurs picked. With the number one pick, Vic, Victor Weminyama, and uh, he's in San, San Antonio now. I mean, all these guys are basically either that night or the next day they they hop on a flight to go hang out with their new teams. Um, so yeah, uh, Victor Weminyama. Uh, my favorite thing which I've been showing to everybody is uh, you know he had gone to New York for the draft, of course, just to be there in the in the building and. He threw out the pitch at the Yankee Stadium earlier in the day, and the the thing I love the most was just a picture of him with a baseball in his hand, and it looked like it just it looked, looked almost like a golf ball. It's so small; <laughs> his hands are so big, and it was hilarious. And that the was pitch, hilarious. Him, him giving a high five or handshake to anyone during the draft was also <laughs> hilarious. Oh man. But, so, Spurs got their pick, of course, and, you know, the, the, the fans are ready. Uh, the, the, I think everybody wants to see w- what he's going to do in this league. I mean, he's he's been, you know, the highlights, uh, he's been putting up these last, uh, this last year is, um, you know, he's uh, not Greek, but he may be a bigger freak in a good way. For sure, yeah. Uh, he, it was interesting to me. Uh, they did an interview with him on ESPN. It was much later in the show. I think end of the first round, maybe, or something like that. Uh, and he was talking about how he has to do all these special types of things to train to keep his body like from breaking down, uh, mm-hmm. which is just outstanding. I mean, first of all, like that 
people have thought that far ahead for the biophysics of a seven foot five guy, uh, you know, building, building strength to be able to handle that frame at a, at a elite athletic level. Uh, but then also the fact that like most rookies don't think about most NBA guys are eating cheeseburgers and, you know, drinking soda pops and, uh, <laughs> like candy until like their third or fourth year in the league or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this guy's been like monitoring everything that goes in and out of his body and every, you know, rep of an exercise he does <laughs> since he was like probably 15 or something like that. So he's, he yeah. seems very, uh, th- that is just suffice it to say, he seems very professional and well polished. Mm-hmm. Like he has the whole package, uh, you know, he, uh, is obviously talented and, and, uh, a physical marvel, but he's also mentally prepared for this. Not not too dissimilar from you know the way Le- LeBron James when he came into the league right. had been like sort of on the radar for a long time, and you know basically had gotten used to being in the spotlight and knew how to handle himself and and whatnot. So yeah, so fingers crossed that uh, you know he stays healthy and we get to see him uh, have a long and and a competitive NBA career and eventually end up on your Indiana Pacers, you know? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. great to me. No, I'm excited he's got a good, obviously the the Spurs are about the best organization you're going to have to, to bring somebody along like that. It's just, they, these guys have all, they've been there, done that. They, they're, they're cultivating a culture there that, you know, is, it's all about the long term. So of course they're going to be on, you know they're going to help him in whatever way they can, and you know you you've got you know Pop and and, and Robinson and and uh, Timmy D, and you know and he's been a, a fan of uh, oh, oh what's his head um, the uh, Tony Parker mm-hmm. um, yeah you know for for many years so um, you know they just got a good they have a good uh, core group of. Um, I don't know what these, I don't know what their titles are, but you know, culture people, they're just, sure. I don't know. Just from, I, I don't know. Basically. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Do you pay just David Robinson to just hang around there or something? Sure. I would do it. But so I'm excited to see him out there. Uh, yeah, this will be, uh, uh, hopefully he, yeah, exactly. Hope he, he's got a long and healthy career ahead of him. Uh, cause yeah. Um, I don't think the you know he's he's sort of on the upper end of what uh, uh, physically uh, of what I don't know you you got to treat your body differently when you're seven five or whatever you're an alien. he's officially yeah. listed as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so that was the top of the draft and then let's just dive straight into what people want to hear when they tune into this show is what the heck did the Pacers do mm. and it was a it was a busy. Uh, lead up to the draft i guess the pacers were active so coming into the draft they had five picks in this draft three in the first round and two in the second but they did some wheeling and dealing they sent uh two well one first round pick and one second round pick in this year's draft for a future uh first is that right oh man i lost my thing uh yeah, a future first from the Nuggets in 2024 and the 2023 40th pick 
so a second round pick and then they subsequently dealt that 40th pick and traded back with the Lakers uh, to get some cash money um, so yeah so then they ended up with only three picks in the draft uh, which they took uh, oh and then they did one more thing they uh, the Pacers were slated to go seventh and the Wizards were slated to go eighth but the uh, Pacers pulled off a deal and uh, traded down a spot, gaining two future second-round picks from the Wizards uh, so that they could still take the guy that they wanted to take all along in Jarese Walker. So that was a pretty shrewd move by uh, Pritchard there. Yeah, I thought that, you know, and I guess I did not mention that that Colson was at at the at the house, so he we were able to watch together. And we were talking about this move, and to me, it didn't seem like a, a, a the way I read this, the way we were talking about this was less as like a, you know, trading down. It was, it looked to, to me, at least, like, it was more like, hey, we took the guy you wanted, and if you want him, you gotta pay up. Um, sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, it was just a savage move by the Pacers organization to, um, you know, for, for the Wizards, I'm, my guess is the Wizards were making too much noise about the uh, the guy they wanted and the Pacers were the perfect spot to just <laughs> fleece them. They got they got the guy they wanted and just got two free second round draft picks for nothing. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the, the draft with Jill and she was also very confused by this. She was like, why would Washington do that? They could just wait around and see if he's available. And if he's not, then they could try to trade for him afterwards or whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, the, probably if you try to trade for him afterwards, the price is higher, I would think. Yeah. And so you can pay a small fee to guarantee that you're going to get your guy, basically. Um, yeah. And so that's what they that's what they went for. So the way I envisioned it was essentially because one thing that was that I always find interesting is so each team's got five minutes on the clock, you know, in, for they, that they have to take their their pick, and many of them go you know close to the length of it. The Pacers was in within like fifteen seconds, and I yeah. I took that as essentially as they put their pick in. And they got on the horn to Washington and said, "Hey, we got your guy. What you know? What do we get? What do we get for it?" <laughs> and uh, that's the way I took that. You know, who knows what's going on behind those closed doors? Oh, that's but, interesting. Uh, I wasn't paying enough close enough attention to catch the the timing dynamics of that, but that's that's really interesting. Then, yeah. So I, who knows? You know, who knows? But. Um, that's the way I saw it, like just from the way things actually, you know, played out. Sure. Um, because it was so fast, and you know, if if they were, if they just wanted their guy, they you know, you would have just drafted him. Um, but I feel like as the organization, you know, there's always a little bit when, when you when you draft and trade when there's like trades on 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 that day. You know, if the players don't know, you know, there's maybe some like mixed feelings about that. We're like, oh, well, you know, this team doesn't want, this team wanted me and now they don't want me. And, um, I feel like you could just tell, uh, just tell a guy, like, hey, we wanted you the whole time. Uh, we basically had these dudes in a bind and, uh, we wanted to get something out. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that by now players understand that like, it's not, 
like very rarely do they take it personally. I mean, I'm sure some guys do. Um, yeah. And they use that obviously for motivation going forward. But I think that like, yeah, now it's, it's not, they don't even keep up the farce on the draft. You know, they tell them right. straight up. They're like, well, you got drafted by these guys, but you got traded to this team or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, what are you going to bring to that squad? And, and my yeah. read of all the players was just like, I don't care, man. I, my dream was yeah. the NBA. I don't care what team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is. Uh, I'm super excited right now. This is a, uh, a life changing, uh, yeah. generational changing sort of a move for me. And yeah, it was, it's it's really cool. But to get back to Darius Walker, we talked we talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, Colson was very excited about this guy out of Houston. He's a he's a six eight Mack truck. Uh, def- defensive intensity kind of guy but also in high school showed flashes of good uh, playmaking ability especially like reading the the floor and he's a smart basketball player he's also very um uh what is the word ebullient or something like that he's he seems like he will fit in well culture wise Mm -hmm. with uh the pace the pacers like he's he's an upbeat kind of kind of kid so uh, I'm very excited. Uh, his the, the ding on him is he can't shoot the three, but you know that's something that you can develop. Um, and then uh, speaking of shooting the three, the Pacers with the 26th pick, uh, kind of a reach for them. Took a kid named Ben Shepard from Belmont University, who uh, by all accounts is basically just a sharp shooter, um, three pointer guy, and really good at. Uh, a very cerebral uh, offensive player and also a very upbeat and uh, uh, enthusiastic guy. So I think he will fit well with uh, the current culture with, um, you know, Tyrese Halliburton sending him passes for wide open looks and, and knocking those down, hopefully. Um, And with the last pick, the Pacers at 47 took, uh, Mojave King. Oh, I guess we had four picks in this draft. That's we had four, from the yeah. uh, G League Ignite, and then with the fifty-fifth pick, uh, the Pacers took Isaiah Wong, the guard from Miami, point guard. Um, I know nothing about either of those guys, so I'm not going to comment. Do you? Do you have thoughts on Mojave? My my only. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I put this in the uh, the Slack, but we clearly drafted Mojave King so that Tra- Travelian Queen could have a a running mate in the uh, as a two way player. Yeah, I, you know I think for the Pacers have a history of doing clever things with players' names. You know we had three <laughs> TJs and sure. You know we had uh, uh, you know brothers and you know yeah, even the, back the Davis we, twins we, back in the we, day. Yeah, and, and you know Brad and Reggie Miller. I think that the team mm-hmm. you know yeah. recognizes as part of their DNA uh, for some reason, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good combination. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I uh, the one you know uh, Isaiah Wong, you know, is uh, you know I've heard uh, of him just in, in Miami being you know just being one of their top players there and you know the the draft reports uh, call him a shifty scoring guard and can craft off the dribble so you know I think that's uh, that's something that the, the I mean you can always use that in, in the league 
um, creators, just creators in general. You know, I think that that's just um, something you you can keep out there. You know that you know I feel like at least um, you know, the second round picks are gonna. You would think they're gonna be you know spending more of their time you know, with the 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 mad ants for now, but they're, they're gonna have a new name. They're gonna have a new name at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because again, second round picks do not have. A guaranteed contract there yeah. they get invited to camp and then they can be signed after that whereas first round picks if you are picked in the first round you have an nba contract for mm-hmm. at least three years i think yeah um so yeah so that dividing line between first and second round is quite important actually uh so yeah um overall i thought a good draft week for the pacers if you will uh yeah. it should be noted that the um the draft pick, the first round draft pick that they picked up from the Nuggets, you might say, well, the Nuggets just won the championship. Why do we want their first round pick? Uh, but it's actually not their pick. We actually get uh, the worst of the following, I think. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, either Houston's, Utah's, the Clippers, or Oklahoma City in 2024 draft. So, you know. If none of those teams, I think, will be title contenders. So, you know, at worst, this will be low 20s, you know, potentially higher, depending on how things break. I think OKC is definitely going to be a playoff team next year. Potentially the Clippers, although rumors are swirling around our guy, Paul George, whether or not he's going to be on the move. Uh, Yeah. Any other notes from the draft? What did you. What did you think of the uh, the the TV show itself of the draft? I mean, it's pretty good. You know, the I was really impressed with, actually, super impressed with the um, the ho- I guess like the the sort of interview. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so the interviews after each draft pick, um, the 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 host knew was very well prepared. You know, yeah, which I, I thought was super. It was super impressive that you know they knew all the players, they knew their backgrounds, they knew their stories, and and also something about each one of their you know family members or you know that was like with them. You know, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it was it was a you know it was it was you know pretty good, pretty entertaining, and you know there's there's good stories about um, you know there's there's some interesting stories that just in general uh, you know. We saw a pair of twins, uh, the Thompson twins, go four and five, which was pretty freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. Going to the Rockets and the Pistons. Uh, we saw what else did we we saw? Oh, Jet Howard, who Jawan Howard's son, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, got uh, got drafted. That's I mean that's not. I don't just you know you, you get to see Jawan like up there as just like all these other people who aren't in the spotlight all the time and he's of course right. you know he knows what to do here and it was a, a uh, Antonio Davis's son got drafted late first round or late I'm sorry late sec- round. second round yeah. he will be going to where did he go I forget. it's pretty late oh he's going to uh, Golden State mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and shout out to Colby Jones, who mm-hmm. 
uh, yep. from Xavier University. I was hoping he would get taken in the first round, but um, slipped to the second round, got picked by the Sacramento Kings. Uh, so that's cool. We kind of cheer for the Kings because they have, you know, our old team. So that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Actually, Jill had the same comment about the, I'm, I'm blanking on her name, the woman that yeah. did Monica something uh, that did the uh interviews with the players that she was very good and very tactful as well like um yeah. you know giving people you know like you mentioned with with trades or like you know sort of dancing around that or for people that were like um Jaime Joaquin why can't I say his name Jaquez uh got drafted and you know they she made allusions to his ethnicity but without making it about you know his ethnicity it was like you know, this mm-hmm. is a thing that, that, you know, is becoming more prevalent in the NBA, you know, but as a family, how do you feel about this or whatever? Kept it focused mm-hmm. on the in- individual, which was good. And um, I also thought the, so they have the other talking heads uh, sort of hosting it. They have, uh, uh, you know, the main host and then three sort of basketball heads. So JJ Redick was there and Jay Billis, who's always there. And then Andrea Carter, who I was mm-hmm. very impressed with. I felt like she knew everything about every player. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. like even like as it kept going, I watched a fair amount into the second round and she knew like all these guys and how they were going to fit in with, you know, every team. And, uh, yeah, I, I was just very impressed with her, uh, analysis mm-hmm. as it were. So, yeah, I, th- I thought, I mean, in the, uh, basketball nerd world i think people were a little bit upset that there wasn't more sort of basketball talk and it was more focused on sort of the uh personal sort of perspective or whatever but like i'm i'm fine with it you know and yeah i don't know you can do that stuff like that's just one this is just like the intro to the whole league you know for these for these people like exactly yeah you can geek out on whatever stuff you want like any other time yeah and nobody wants to hear yeah somebody break down how this guy's gonna fare in the pick and roll you know <laughs> against yeah. a switching defense versus that i don't like, want to hear who that cares <laughs> first of all you, you don't know you're projecting things yeah. that you won't be able to really predict but um you know yeah it's uh I thought it was good. I yeah. was entertained for sure. So yeah, yeah so now the be- next uh step uh the 2022-2023 season officially ends uh June mm-hmm. 30th uh at 11:59 p.m. and then we go into that weird moratorium space for I think it's 10 days or something like that where you're not technically allowed to sign a deal but everybody agrees to deals at, you know, 12.01 a.m. Uh, July 1st or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the free agency period will be coming. And it's, there's a lot of action swirling around a lot of big names. I mentioned Paul George. Our good friend uh, Damian Lillard is going to stay in the trade rumors as Portland ended up taking Scoot Henderson, who basically plays the same position and... Uh, so something's going to happen with that team, I think, between now and uh, the start of the season next year. 
and uh, there's other guys that are rumored to be on the move. Uh, and I should mention my hometown Wizards continued their breakdown of their team. Uh, last week we talked about Bradley Beal getting traded, and then they followed that up by dealing Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics uh, in a three-way deal where, uh, let's see, the Celtics get Porzingis, the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart, and the Wizards get Tyus Jones. And somehow uh, the the Celtics also get two first-round draft picks from the Grizzlies. And the, the Wizards, despite the fact that they're blowing it up and trying to collect draft assets, get no draft picks out of that. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand what they're doing, that they're blowing it up, but like they're just getting no draft capital back. And I don't know. Well, this is the same why. people that just got fleeced for no reason uh, by your your Indiana Pacers, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they gave up even more draft picks, right? There. So like it's it's insanity to me, but we'll see. They also pulled off a trade. So uh, as part of that uh, Bradley Beal deal that we talked about last week, Chris Paul was coming from Phoenix, and they dealt Chris Paul to the Warriors for Jordan Poole and other stuff i forget what else but uh so now jordan Poole will be playing for the washington wizards great There's and chris paul gonna... with uh golden state yeah i mean i don't know i feel like Poole's gonna be another one of these guys who's who's like the best players on the wizards before is gonna overperform and their team is not gonna go to the playoffs and they're oh, yeah, demand for sure. and, and they're going to demand a trade within a couple of years. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, I'm excited for Poole to get out of that Golden State situation. I feel like things just weren't right after Draymond Green punched him in the face. He certainly mm-hmm. wasn't the the same ball player, and so hopefully he can get his mojo back and, you know, get back to showing some of those uh, flashes that we saw last mm. season when he was the, doing the really year. incredible things, right, to yeah. earn a ridiculously large contract so um yeah hopefully he does that he's certainly gonna have the the effervescent green light in Mm -hmm. washington because there's nobody else really to shoot the ball so should be fun fun times yeah thoughts on uh thoughts on chris paul going to the the warriors i do they keep him yeah for sure okay i don't know Seems broken, but uh... I mean, I think that he's. It could be fantastic. Like if he's going to be the backup point guard, basically, and run the second unit, it's going to be kind of like the reverse. Like usually, your second unit comes in and plays up tempo and sort of creates chaos, <laughs> and the Warriors will be the opposite. Their starting lineup is up tempo and chaotic, and then their uh, second unit is going to be methodical and. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I never. I guess I didn't really think of him. Like some of these guys just don't want to come off the bench, you know. I don't know. Does he? Do you want him and Curry on the floor at the same time? I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be times where they are on the floor at the same time, but I think that a large chunk of their time will be separate. I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of. There's still a lot of moving parts there, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen with Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
I mean, of any team that Chris Paul would go to and be willing to play second fiddle to another point guard, I think Steph Curry is probably the only guy in the league that he'd be like, all right, well, he does things very, very differently than I. So if you want, if the team is going to operate in this manner, like that's not how I roll. I don't move faster than, you know, a snail these days. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, you're right. So you know, Draymond's opted out of his contract, and, and I think yeah, with Golden State, you know, there's there's definitely the greatness, and very obviously they 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 know how to win on the, in the playoffs. So they don't need, I guess, when anybody you're bringing in, you don't need that from them, which is good for Chris Paul because he don't have that. Um, maybe he could learn some things from 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 the team. Well, we'll see. We will see. Is that and that's one thing I didn't is the is the summer league? I always I always felt like the summer league was the end of the previous season. Is it is it actually the beginning of the next season? Yeah, it's the beginning okay. of the next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just because I guess the effectively the gap in play is really, you know, there's the you know the finals end, then there's the draft, and then there's the summer league, and then there's right, a big and then gap. there's a gap in play. Sure, yeah, yeah, but I guess yeah, it is what it is. If that's yeah, if it's I mean uh, because it's all the rookies, right, and they're yeah. new teams, so the, by definition, I guess that's true. Season. Right? Yeah. yeah, I guess everybody's. Yeah, these are our new rosters, I guess. So, yep. I guess that makes sense. Okay, because it's does it start, I think it starts. It's. I was just looking. It's like kind of at the end or, of free agency. Like there's still free agency going on, but it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I don't know. I don't really follow that stuff as much. But the the summer league is this year. It's you know around July fourth. Uh, oh, this that year early. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it actually was looking like there's like. It starts yeah July third. Um, there's like three locations. It's Vegas, Sacramento, and Salt Lake City. Okay. So there is the California Classic Summer League, which is the, the I don't know the. It's uh, there's six games, but it's Miami, L.A., the Lakers, L.A. Lakers, San Antonio, Charlotte. Gold State, Sacramento. I don't know. Um, yeah, but there's some games for two days in Sacramento. There's some games in Salt Lake. And then the main one is, and I don't know why there's three, but the main one is in Vegas. And there's, yep. you know, yep. everybody plays there, so I think so. So, cool. Yep. Any other basketball talk you uh, need to get off your chest today i don't think so you got any uh statistics that i should know about i do thank you for asking i appreciate that you know what i'm glad you're here today because if, if i was doing the show with 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 harper or colson they wouldn't ask about any stats no they just they just work they, from their gut you know yeah it ain't right but what are you gonna do 
I do. So I've got a stat of the week. And this week, it's about the Marquette Greenway Trail. And I learned about this over the weekend. But there is a, uh, there's a plan that's in action right now. And it's up in North... Well, so it's, it's a three-state Greenway Trail that they're currently building. But what they're doing is in... So it's going to run from... Chicago to Michigan, uh, and there, uh, let's see, but it's going to basically run in, just into Michigan, just, it's called New Bu- New Buffalo, just over the border into the Michigan, but, in, uh, into the in Michigan state, but they're building a greenway that, you know, you can walk or ride your bike. Uh, all the way from Chicago, all you know, from Chicago all the way into Michigan, Whoa. all all around the coast. So it's it's very near the you know very near the the lake much of the time, but other times it's a little bit a little bit inland. So I think it's cool. It's 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 uh, it goes uh like, through like the national dune or the dunes. Uh, yeah, so it goes like right next to the yeah the the dunes, um, and they're they're basically going to be some sections of the of the dune uh national park uh that um that that they're saying that the access only before access to some of these places before was only by automobile and so now you can actually you know ride your bike to some of these things and you can get to it you know from you know from from chicago you can ride your bike the whole way there which i think is awesome cool Uh, but what they're what they're doing is uh you know when they do these, it's it, they're so complicated because there's so many like states and municipalities. They're all, you know, they're all have to work together to get these things done, and and, and the money's got to come from somewhere. So, there, I think there's some national, you know, some some national grants that are coming to help, you know, pay for the construction for some of these things. But, but I think they're doing some kind of neat stuff. In, in one of the articles I was reading, there, they have some of them. They have kind of some trails that are already already there and i don't know some of them they sound like they're in um maybe not the best shape but they're but they're basically the same that people thought they were boring like the the trails were boring so they're picking more interesting routes now which is cool Mm -hmm. and i dig it so yeah it's gonna be a a large chunk of the uh proposed new trail runs right along uh, i-80 or ninety? Is that eighty or ninety? I can't tell. Uh, maybe 80, both. I, I think. think some some places is eighty ninety. I think. So, so that's but yeah, it's over. Saying, but. <laughs> it's over several counties, and and a lot of this, the yeah, they're, uh, the, you know, I think the local, the, you know, whatever the 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 local part is, you know, they get to decide locally where where the trail goes. So if you want to run it up against the highway, sure. Um, but awesome, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad once to you see... get past Gary, then it gets more interesting. I guess. Yeah, go through some parks and yeah, all that good stuff. Cool. But yeah, so I'm I, I always I always love seeing these projects. They they're they're still doing more in Indy here. You know, there's they just opened up a section I think in Speedway that runs like basically out to um, uh, Speedway to Hallville. So like down by the just west mm-hmm. IUPUI uh, sure. by the river, um, so they're opening up you know new stuff here and um, yeah they're they're 
reclaiming some of the old uh, train tracks and, and other places too. So it's awesome. Uh, I like I like having those those trails out there. They're you know nice to ride on because tell you what, <laughs> riding the, riding bikes on the city streets here is not fun. You know, mm. so drivers uh, drivers aren't usually looking for people on bikes, and you know you follow all the rules and. You know, people generally, I feel like generally looking at their, at their phones while they're driving. So mostly, yep. Yeah. So being in a place where it's way harder to hit you is, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's more desirable. Definitely makes you feel better. So shout out to trails. Shout out sixty miles. Sixty miles. That's three states, that. over three counties. Oh yeah, sixty was a number. There it is. Put in the books. All right, team. Well, we'll let you. We'll let you go with a short one here, and we'll be back with you soon. You know, it's the off season. We're not sure uh, uh, people are traveling and whatnot, and and uh, if there's anything, you know, if there's any emergencies, you know, you know, we'll be here. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Coulson will be be sending, you know, for uh, like. Uh, panicked voice memos or whatever but sure um but yeah so it's summertime we uh you know we, t- we chill we like to sit back yeah. and unwind <laughs> we do we do <laughs> so i couldn't i couldn't have said it better myself uh but until next time we uh we will be available for you on social media we will be on uh, twitter at undebeatables or on facebook.com slash the undebeatables our website is the there's also a contact form there you can use that to send us a message and you can send us an email shout out at the undebeatables.com and you can pick us up pick us up a not pick us up pick a shirt if you want to pick me up website. a t-shirt, that sounds great. I was say, I mean, you, you can buy us a shirt, but mm-hmm. you should buy a shirt for yourself. We've we've got ours at the website slash store. And for the architect Donnie Walsh, who would have been very pleased with Kevin Pritchard's performance uh, on draft night, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Slick Leonard. Wait. Did I say, uh, oh yeah, Donnie Walsh, yeah. And our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party's over. That was great. Thanks. You, I think you checked all the check boxes off. I hit the randomize button. and it, uh... <laughs> Yeah. You, That's what uh, came out. No, it was great. You, uh. So you said there was an AI uh, sermon that was delivered. <laughs> I did, yeah. Can we? So can we have AI sing? Uh, oh, probably. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Like and and like in the voice of this or that. Yeah, probably. I bet we could fit, we could like, find a way to do that. In the voice of a gay gnome in a tin can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss Coulson too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll do that and run it through the auto tuner and just slap on a beat and we'll probably get a number one record. No doubt. 
No doubt. Yeah. Let me let me tap into my chat GPT <laughs> and see if I can uh, produce some bangers here. Sounds great.